the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every day. Compulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Pastor John Allworth here with you on Recovery Radio Houston. And did you know that the Bible is a book about recovery? We're all recovering from something. It may be drugs and alcohol. It may be uh, divorce. It may be something else that's happened in our lives, uh, a difficulty, a job loss, economic problems. uh, And there's one place to look, and his name is Jesus Christ. You know, we're going through our, what are we on, third year of, this will be the third year of the pandemic with COVID-19, and I certainly don't want to make, minimize it to any degree. I, in fact, uh, had COVID myself January 1st. Um, um, I was healed by his stripes, praise the Lord. But in, uh, in, in any event, we have had a pandemic with addiction for centuries, um, and there is a vaccine, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just come to you today with such gratitude you are still in the miracle business and we see miracles um in the recovery field all the time and we see people that that are called out of the darkness and into your marvelous light and we just thank you for that in jesus name we pray amen all right I, we've got an exciting show here today i, I want to if you're tuning in i want to encourage you to stay tuned in um because this is a, something that affects all of us um we don't realize it necessarily, but uh, the United States locks up more people than any country in the world. Uh, Texas is among the leaders. We have our philosophy is to be very tough on crime. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that it's in all of our best interest that people uh, learn something while they're in prison and come out of prison and be given an opportunity to participate back in society. Uh, if they go back to, uh, I saw two different statistics today. Uh, there's a word called recidivism, which means that somebody is rearrested, goes back into prison, uh, and we have the highest recidivism rates in the in the in the world. Also, um, prison is supposed to be a time uh, when somebody pays their debt to society and perhaps learns something. So, if we provide opportunities for them when they come out, people can change. And, and the fact of the matter is that we've had people on this show. My friend Boyd, uh, Pastor Boyd Harrell, was in prison three times and uh, got on his knees one day 
and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Uh, we had John Hammond, who's with Hope for All and, and Hope for All with Jesus Prison Ministries, uh, who goes in and, and ministers to the prisoners on the weekends. And uh, I mean, Jesus, the, the the Bible tells us that God wants to free the captives, and Jesus has a heart for people in prison, and that's a place where they can be reached, they can be still. And then when they come out. If they don't have opportunities, if they don't have a way to transition back into society, it hurts us all. So we're we're very happy to have our guest today, Kristen Guinea, who is the executive director of the Angela House. And uh, how are you today, Kristen? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. And and uh, tell me, tell us a little bit. What is the Angela House? We are a full service therapeutic community, um, offering services and care to women coming out of prison or the local jails. We offer therapy, addiction counseling, job readiness training, um, anything and everything to get the women rebuilding their lives back on stable footing. You know, you just said things that, I mean, that was powerful. Uh, You just said a lot because you and I both know that addiction plays a big part in crime. Absolutely. Uh, You know, it drives it. uh, it, First place, uh, being in recovery myself, I know that we we don't when we're in our addiction uh we're in, under bondage from the enemy and we don't do things that we would normally do you know the for example the bible talks about the prodigal son and it's there's a, a line where he came to his senses or he came to himself and uh he was out living prodigal means extravagant and he was out you know living this wild crazy lifestyle and uh finally came to himself and and you know we serve a wonderful forgiving god and that's the point of that that story he he was welcomed back um but People get involved in things that that change who they are, uh, that mess up their financial abilities, or ability to earn money, um, where they either turn to crime or, or they're just not productive. And so I'm really pleased to hear you when you said you have addiction recovery services. So how long, how old is Angela House? How long 20 is- years. We've celebrated our 20th year this year. All right, and and so what you do is offer transitional services to women. That it's just women, right? It's just women. Yeah. Um, Twenty years ago, Sister Maureen O'Connell recognized that there was a real lack of services for, in general, people leaving prison, but particularly women. That's one of the reasons I wanted to get you back on because there are the same things true in addiction and recovery. There are more faith based and and uh, places for for men than there are women, which is which is really a shame. Um, there's another. A pastor on that has Pastor Anderson has uh, been involved with Crosswalk Ministries. That's uh, for 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 men, and there are other facilities that are available for men. But it's really hard to find them for women. So right, and we know um, from research and from practice that we cannot slap a male model of recovery onto a female population and expect it to work. The underlying issues are so dramatically different; they have to be addressed. That trauma that often led women to addiction, that then led them to criminal justice has to be unpacked and dealt with in a therapeutic setting or they're just going to return back to that old behavior. You know, I I know I'm certainly not a, I'm a pastor, but I'm not a trained therapist. But I know from my work in in Break Every Chain that women are subjected to things that that men just don't have to deal with so often. And it is abuse and trauma, whether it be violence or sexual abuse, whatever kind of abuse that so often puts them on a, on a, on, on the bad path and, and, leads to these things. So there is, it's a completely different set of issues. I mean, as you just said, that's wonderfully said. Yeah. So, um, and so this Angela house was started 20 years ago and, uh, your 
No government funding? No government funding. We're entirely funded by um, private individuals and family foundations. Praise the Lord. That way you don't have the government strings trying to pull. Absolutely. <laughs> trying to tell you what to do. Because they love to tell us what to do, as we they all know. Do. And yeah. we, we have a program that works. Our statistics bear that out. And so we don't want interference with somebody telling us how they think we should operate. Well, you know, my friend, uh, Minister John Hammond, who was on fairly recently, Hope for All in Jesus, the, the prison officials are finally starting to, to figure out if they let people come in and, and teach people about the Lord. You know, he told an interesting story about how he on his way he drove by maybe 50 churches and uh he had the opportunity to go into any one of those churches but those people that were in prison he was the only one that was going to come in and talk to them about Jesus so um how many women at any given time are, are in your facility we are permitted for 16 at a time and we typically serve about 40 every year so th- these women come, t- tell us about the process they they get released from prison what how how do you First of all, how do they get connected with you? We're application-based. So if you're in um, Texas Department of Criminal Justice, you receive a resource book about opportunities for after your release. And so we get probably 10, 20 um, application requests a week from women all over Texas, um, also in the local jails. Um, They apply, and if they seem like a good fit and we have a bed space available when they're released, we welcome them. Um, TDC transports people via the Greyhound to downtown Houston, um, so we pick them up there and um, bring them home and get them settled. So they actually live at your facility? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, how long do they typically stay? When we are interviewing the women prior to accepting them, we tell them we'd love them to stay for at least four months because that's sort of the break-even point. The clouds the clouds lift and they can see a future that's different from what they've experienced beforehand. But we have found that... If they stay four months, they always stay longer. Our typical stay is about nine to 13 months. Really? That's wonderful. You know? We find the longer they stay, the better off they are in terms of their chances for absolute successful reentry. Well, you and I, you and I met at the Open Door Mission, mm-hmm. which you know I'm involved in extensively. And the same thing is true there. When, if the men stick around for a while, they tend to stay because they, see the, they begin to see the benefits of the program. But you said something else that was really interesting. And that is, they come from an environment that I think it's so difficult for most of us to understand. Having lived, uh, what do you know? Have any idea how, what's the average length of incarceration for the women that come out? It depends. The vast majority of our women are coming to Angela House with a conviction for one of three offenses: theft, prostitution, or drugs. And so, typically, all related. All related, of yes, course. Yes, yeah. Um, and so, typically, those are lower sentences. I would say that the majority of the women coming to Angela House have been incarcerated for less than three years. Now, most of the women who've come to Angela House have been incarcerated for a longer period of time when you accumulate their sentences. We get very few first offenders. Uh The majority of our women are coming to us because they have finally reached the point where they understand and recognize that whatever they have done in the past isn't working and they're going to die if they don't change their behavior. Well, there's so many parallels to addiction because there are so many people that, for example, I keep using the open door admission, but it'll be their third, fourth, fifth, fifth time through, you know, and they finally realize, look, I've got to do something different. God touches their hearts and they realize I've got to do something else because they're going to die or they're going to spend the rest of their lives in prison. Right. So, um, so these women, uh, they, God has touched them. They have had a desire to, and that's what we need to, to recognize uh, a couple of things. One, if, if you're listening to this, you're probably not in prison, although we do have some people that listen in prison. Uh, there is help if you want help, for example, with addiction, or if if you have a loved one who's incarcerated right now, 
or if you, as you said, they give out a pamphlet. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's help, God will open a door. There is always help, help in the faith-based community uh, for, for people. And then secondly, the general population needs to understand that a woman that goes through this program really does want to change. Absolutely. You know, she wants a better life. She wants a life away from crime. I make it very clear to the applicants that we are more than just a halfway house. We are more than just a place for them to lay their head. Um, We are a full service community, and I want them all in. I want them ready to do the work. It's hard to unpack generations of trauma, generations of addiction, generations of untreated mental illness. Um, It takes a lot of stamina. And by the time they come to us, they're tired, but most are willing to to put in that work. So what's a typical day like at at for, for a woman that's well, residing at the Angela House? Um, we do therapy. Uh, our staff therapist conducts three group sessions every week with all of the women, and okay. then at least one individual session every week with each resident. Um, depending on the day, our programming might be more job readiness training. It may be more health-related. We want them living healthy, um, productive lives. Uh, we do a lot of AA, NA, book work, case management, we want to make sure that they're healthy, so we refer out for medical and dental services. Um, we really try to keep them very busy. We also do, which I didn't understand when I first got to Angela House as the executive director, we do what we call sober fun, and that may look like a photography class. It may look like a trip to the museum when we have free tickets. And the reason is most of these women have never experienced sober fun. They've right. never had a good time without the aid of alcohol or drugs, and so we want to teach them that that's an absolute possibility for life. That when you're out with friends, you don't have to turn to the bottle or turn to a pipe in order to have a good time. Well, that's one of the ways that the enemy traps us in addiction because you develop that mindset. I've got to have a drink to relax. I've got to have a drink to to, to, to go out and be sociable. I've got to have a drink to have fun. You know, what else am I going to do? I mean, you know, that that really does is the mindset that you have. And, and the truth of the matter is having a clear head and being sober is a lot more fun than all that other stuff. So the, the leaving the chaos behind and and starting to live the life that God wants us to live is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Absolutely. And we give them the tools, right, to, to have sober fun, but also to manage stress more effectively without having to turn to chemical substances. Um, these are things that everyone experiences, right? We all have unex, unexpected um meltdowns in our day. Traffic is bad. Our boss is angry at us. But being able to deal with those obstacles in a productive manner makes you more productive. Absolutely. you got to have tools to deal with it. And, you know, a lot of people that end up in prison, they don't come from a family background where they had a lot of structure and a lot of mentoring and a lot of help and and, or or an educational background where they learned how to cope with society and uh, I suspect many of them dropped out of school. What kind of educational opportunities do you provide? Uh, we'll do anything and everything that they want. It's not part of our regular programming because we want them to work on getting jobs that they are going to be good at, regardless okay. of what that looks like. But if somebody comes to us and expresses a desire for um, to to test on, on the GED, we will absolutely provide them classes for that. Um, every once in a while, we have folks come with some degree of college, but most of the women are leaving with, or coming to us, rather, with a, probably a 10th or 11th grade education. Yeah. That, so what do you do to prepare them to, to try to get out into the workforce? We've got a to... computer lab. We try to teach them Microsoft, the Microsoft Office um, suite. We try to teach them 
job interviewing skills, right? They're going to be asked the tough questions. Where have you been for the last four years? Why do you not have any actual job history um, in terms of paying federal taxes and and getting a stable paycheck? And so we prepare them to answer those questions honestly, but in a way that tells their story about where they were and where they are now. Okay, wonderful. Uh, resume building? or Absolutely. Uh, yeah, th- things of that nature. And we've been very fortunate to work with some community partners who are earnestly willing to give these women a second opportunity in employment. Uh, again, parallel to the Open Door Mission, working with second chance employers, and God bless them. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, you st- said a little bit earlier that your statistics are, tell us about that. So we had a study done by the University of Texas Health Science Center a few years ago, and for the women who stay four months, our recidivism rate, or rate of reincarceration, is just 17%. Now, the state and the national averages are about 40 and 60%. I saw much higher in the research and, I did before it, the show. It, yeah. it depends. Um, it's difficult to find male versus female-centric data, okay. but the reality is we all know it, the criminal justice system is a revolving door, um, and it only stops when we address the trauma, the mental illness aspect and the addiction aspect of what leads people to, to courts. If someone doesn't go into a program such as yours, uh, the Angela House, I'm interviewing Kristen Guinea here, who's the executive director of the Angela House, which provides transitional living and, and uh, all types of reentry support for women who are released from incarceration. I mean, I think what the TDC gives them a bus ticket to wherever they want to go and that's it. Boom. And if, if for women get a $50 check. A $50 check. Pat okay. on the back and a wishes for good luck. So, you know, three days worth of food, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so and if, if they don't find a program like yours, they're likely just to go back to the same people, the same places, the same. And we say in recovery, you got to change people, places, and things, you know. Uh, Absolutely. And that's the what I hear most often when I interview women who've applied but don't have any connection to the Houston area. Um, maybe they're from Fort Worth or Abilene, Lubbock, and it is, I want new people, places, and things. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, if you're an alcoholic, you can't go hang out in bars. I mean, it's just, you <laughs> right. know, sooner or later, <laughs> what do they say? They'll say, you hang in a barbershop, you're going to get a haircut, except for me because I'm bald. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, um, anyway, yeah, I mean, that's it, absolutely, you know, they, but the other thing about it is so many of these women and so many people that are in addiction to, whether man or male or female, they really get the impression nobody cares about them. They don't understand how much God loves them, first of all, but they don't understand people have just abused them and used them and, and done all these terrible things to them. And so to come into a program where somebody's really trying to help them and show, sees value in them as a person, I mean, that's life-changing. It potentially can be. Let's, let's go back through that again because that was amazing, and we kind of brushed over it. Your recidivism rate is what? 17%. As I saw one statistic was 69, like you said, maybe difficult male and female. Another was 76. Sounds about uh, right. Yeah. I mean, people return to, you know, I'm, the, the Bible has kind of says it crudely, but the Bible says they return to their vomit like a dog returns to its vomit. Yeah. So we find because the first place to get budgetary cuts in any legislative session is always the prison system. And so there bad. are very few services while folks are incarcerated, that unless they're lucky enough to find a support system when they're released, they will go back. I want to do a couple of things real quick. Where, uh, first of all, somebody wants to get involved. 
somebody wants to donate money. Somebody wants, I assume you, you rely on volunteers a lot. We rely on volunteers and donation and the grace of God. <laughs> Amen. So somebody wants to, to volunteer or help. How do, how do they get a hold of you? Um, AngelaHouse.org, A-N-G-E-L-A House.org. We'll connect you to the sites and you can fill out a form if you want to volunteer, you want to make a donation online. Um, we'll absolutely take it. What I find when you said, and you were correct, that the residents get such a, a sense of um, amazement when folks from the community come in and shower them with love. I find that it's a beautiful two-way street, and we never have a volunteer who maybe doesn't have an fan- uh, understanding of, of addiction or the folks coming out of prison. Those volunteers get just as much, recognizing that these women who are trying to make better for their lives are just like us, right? They're somebody's daughter. They're somebody's mother. Yeah. They're somebody's sister, yeah. Um, and they're trying, and and to see that in earnest is a beautiful thing. That is, and you know the Bible tells us we're to imitate Christ, and Christ said, "I came not for the righteous, but to lead sinners to repentance, and we're to preach the gospel to all creation, and to make disciples of all nations." So there, there is, there is nothing, and particularly if you're involved in recovery, or if you yourself went to prison maybe 20 years ago, and now you've come out and you've rebuilt your life. There's nothing more rewarding than giving back. And and as you said, seeing that these are these are people, these are people that just have had a, a difficult time and, and helping them. So Angela House, say yeah. it again. AngelaHouse.org. Okay. What's the phone number if somebody wanted to call? 281-445-9696. And by the way, folks, if you listen to our program and, and you want to help this ministry or you want to help our church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, or Hope for All in Jesus Cool Ministries, uh, the Open Door Mission, any of the Project Hope, any of the guests that we have, uh, you can email me at, or you ha- or you know somebody that needs help. This is what we do. This is the point of this program. You can email me at Pastor John, J-O-N, Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. And by the way, I want to invite everybody to attend this Sunday. We may not have a lot of people at church. It's the Super Bowl, <laughs> and we meet at 6 p.m. So, But uh, we're at 240 West 18th Street, uh, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church because everybody's recovering from something. So uh, we'd love to have you join us. We're an encouraging, loving church, and, and we welcome everyone. But we also need mature Christians to help disciple people that are that are finding Jesus. And it's a wonderful thing to lead somebody to the Lord. Amen. All right. So Kristen, you personally, how did you come? Because you know what you folks, you you may not realize this, but you're listening to two lawyers and this proves that, (laughs) that God can touch anybody's heart. If we've got two lawyers here doing faith-based work, how did you come to the Angela house? Um, I am a lawyer by trade. I spent 20 years in criminal law. I was a prosecutor, a defense attorney and a judge for a while. And when the election happened in 2018 and opened up an opportunity for job change. God opens doors, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Angela House was looking for an executive director, and it was a wonderful way for me to use my skill set, um, knowledge of the law, knowledge of the, the hurdles this particular population faces, and I don't have to deal with lawyers every day. Well, that's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's easier, lawyers or prisoners? But it, I'll take prisoners it, every day. Amen, amen. Yeah, well, I... I I deal with both on a daily basis, but in any event, because I'm stubborn, still practicing law. Um, so, but who, tell me the story again, the backstory about who started this. Sister Maureen O'Connell is a Dominican nun, um, and she, before she entered the orders, she was a Southside police officer in Chicago, one of the oh. first female officers Whoa, in Chicago. Whoa, she saw a lot, yeah. Yes, she is a force. And so she had a heart for social work, realized there was a real 
emptiness in the space for caring for women coming out of prison and um, started with a much smaller facility and just grew to the 16-bed facility that we have now. Well, you know, folks, there is a rise in violent crime, and a lot of this violent crime is directed at women. And it's a nationwide uh, horrible thing that we're dealing with right now. And so, you know, to, to get in on the ground floor, I mean, all we can do is, is affect one person at a time. And to be involved in an organization like this is really to improve our country. And, you know, we need more people coming together and, and showing love to one another and, and uh, less division in our country right now. And so whatever your political background is, it doesn't really matter. But uh, this is the kind of organization that you'll really get a lot out of if you get involved in it. One more time, AngelaHouse.org. 281-445-9696. So, you know, these ministries, you all survive without any government. Uh, by the way, some people may, it's not affiliated with any particular religious, no, you know, it's we, not a Catholic organization. We um, have Christian faith leaders from all denominations come in and offer classes and guidance, spiritual and otherwise, to our residents. I have an assistant female pastor that I want to introduce to you. Absolutely. So, so to come help, yeah, to come to help minister to you. All right, folks, this has been Angela Guinea, who's the executive director of the Angela House. It's a wonderful program that helps women transition uh, back into society and become productive tax-paying citizens and know what, and find the peace that surpasses all understanding that God wants for us. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came so that we may have life and have it abundantly. This is Pastor John Allworth, and I want to invite you to attend New Covenant Church Greater Heights. We're a church plant. We kind of chose a difficult time to start a church in the middle of a pandemic, but uh, that's what God has called us to do. We're at 240 West 18th Street, right in the heart of the Heights, 77008. Sunday nights in the Heights. We worship on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. Uh, it's Valentine. I'm going to preach a Valentine's Day message of love this Sunday. We may not have as many people as normal because it's Super Bowl Sunday, but that's all right. That's what God made DVRs for. So we love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, but more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.